James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. James Shramko, welcome back to the delightful Freedom Ocean. Well, thanks, Tim. And and here I am. I'm lying on the floor of your lab, and I'm looking at your screensaver, and it happens to be the ocean. Where's that? Uh, that's that was actually taken from the beach that I lived at. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the beach that I lived on. That was one of my lifetime goals was to live at the beach. Oh, there it is. There, there it, it is. is. We might have to take a screenshot of that and get it up on the. Um, on the fan page, hey James, we should welcome our listeners back to the Freedom Ocean, which uh, is getting some momentum. The swell is building. Quite incredible, really. And, and yep. Um, <laughs> we just looked at our iTunes things, and the individual episodes are actually ranking well now. They are, are ranking well. And um, listeners, we are going to try and be upbeat here, but James and I and the family have just been out for a big meal at the local tavern. So, uh, and it is late at night now, and it's past my bedtime. James is just peaking, and I'm just sort of hitting the, gee, I should be in bed by now type mood. But that said, I'm pretty excited because we've got um, a fair bit to cover in this episode. So um, without further ado, what I do want to say is if you are new to the show, actually, important, really important, because this is a show about internet marketing uh, where I am the guy with a million questions, you've got the million bucks, and um, this show, it's not sequential, um, and it, but it would be worth going back to the early episodes, because we've covered a fair bit. We have, we're actually, we're really cramming a lot of information in, and I think, I, I also want to thank the readers for telling us what it is they're enjoying about it, and one of the things that comes up a lot is there's just no filler. No fluff. No. We're going straight for the jugular. Straight for the jugular. And um, so, yeah, it is worth, um, if, if you are just starting to listen to the ocean now, um, go back and have a listen to what has been covered. And, in fact, sign up at freedomocean.com and you'll get the transcripts of every single episode we've done so far, which is pretty useful, I'm being told, by some of our listeners. Now, James, I've got a million questions, mate. There is many, many things bothering me. Leaving me, leaving me with no answers in regards to internet marketing. So I've got a few, and then we are going to spend the majority of this show talking about another business model. Let's rip into it. Which is affiliate marketing. Oh, hey, you like that one? That's that. That was really the first one. Uh, that was close to your heart. Was my first model. Yeah, yeah. You got a glint in the eye. You okay? Yeah. All right. If you don't, if you if it's if you find it hard to talk about it. We'll just stop, okay? I think, that, I think you'll find it hard to stop me talking about it, okay? <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I can, I'm going to ask you some random questions, things that have been bothering me. I've been keeping a list of questions before Freedom Ocean ever came about, you know, just keeping a list of questions around internet marketing. Um, now, here we go. I'll start with a simple one. What's the difference between tags and categories when you're uploading a post in your WordPress site? Okay. Well, a category is like a filing cabinet. It's which drawer does this post or belong into. So it's, it's pretty much, uh, in the case of our blog, for example, freedomotion.com, when we put a podcast out, we label it podcast. That is the category that it lives in. And if you, when the search engine looks at the website, it actually follows 
the, the, the bunch of posts that are categorised as the same category will all appear as, as if they're in one place, like a filing cabinet. Now, the tag is what you would put when you're inside that filing cabinet drawer, it's literally what you would label the folder with uh, or label the post with. What, if you had to describe the post in five or six phrases and you had a dyno machine, what would you type into that dyno machine and stick on that post? So what's Google love more? Well, Google likes all of those. Okay, anything, uh, categories over, uh, over tags or tags over categories? For some reason, I thought tags were more, SE, were, were more about SEO. Well, tags help Google understand what your post is about. And best practice now is to make sure that when you set up your site structure that you allow Google to crawl your tags so that it can see all of the tags you've listed. So how do you do that? You actually, uh, you just got to make sure that when you log into your settings inside WordPress, and we're getting a bit technical here, but you want to allow... You want to allow Google to follow the links to your tags. And I use a special WordPress theme called Thesis. And it's actually inside the Thesis settings. And the default setting is to have it no follow. So you actually have to take that setting off. And that will instantly show more of your website to Google. So that's a good little customization. Why would, the, why would, the, um, why would it automatically go to don't follow? I think the thinking behind that is that people felt that, that by not letting Google follow those, it would build up power onto the posts themselves and stop it leaking into the tag, okay. uh, the little tag sections of the website. And that, that might have made sense from one point of view, but it's better that Google actually finds them and follows them and, and powers them up. Just, uh, just on that, you mentioned thesis. Um, it's certainly a, a theme that gets talked about. I mean, for, for those who don't know what we're talking about in regards to a theme, it's basically you install WordPress, which is the content management system for your site, and then the theme makes it look beautiful uh, yeah. or gives it the structure. Yeah, well, the theme is sort of, sort of like the skin or the outer the skin, layer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Thesis is one of those ones that's right up there in terms of best practice? I think it's good best practice for an all-rounder site. And that is because it's nice and clean and fast loading and well optimized for search engines, pretty much out of the box. Out of the and, box. And a good designer will be able to work with Thesis and make it look like any sort of site. Okay. Okay. So just getting back to um, tags and categories, uh, is there a sort of optimal number of tags that you should have for each post? And is it just posts and pages for tags? I believe just posts. Yes. Okay. Uh, most of, most people who are using websites for updated news, like the traditional blogging style, will be using posts. Okay. Pages are good for things that don't change, but in our case, say Freedom Ocean is a great example. We've got a couple of pages, like the About Us or the Products page, and then we have posts which are dynamic. They keep updating. New podcast, we update the posts. I like to have about five or six tags per post. How many categories per post? I have uh, between one and three. Okay. All right. 
good one. Next question, and I love the fact um, <laughs> I have some questions here that I have under the heading too embarrassed to ask after a conversation we <laughs> you had. You should last ask week. those ones. I know, I'm just building up the courage. <laughs> These are ones that I figure most people have got, and then I've got this series of questions that, you know, um, because people, I'm, I'm learning, you know, like I, I'm still learning whilst I've got, I'm, I'm well and truly in the ocean. Uh, there's lots to learn. So there are, there's some questions there that, um, yeah, I'll just have to build up the courage, take a big deep breath. Um, okay, another one. Should, should everyone who is entering internet marketing have a blog? I think everyone should reserve their own property. And that would be, at a minimum, it would be ideal to have their own name as a .com website. And even if they don't put a lot of stuff on it or put nothing on it, it's good for ownership because I think .com is still king and I think down the track, if you let somebody else take control of that, you can't control what they do and it could, you know, the more powerful you become, the more authority you get, the more it's going to cost you to buy it back. Okay, what if you can't get your own name .com? Try and get a similar version with a middle initial or a shortened nickname of your first name. Just try and get something similar. Is it okay to then, if you can't get, say, uh, timreed.com, what about the real timreed.com or thisistimreed.com? Is it okay to add those? Yeah, you can. Uh, we call that a modifier. A modifier. You can put a modifier. Okay. Yep. Tim Reed's blog or, you know, yep, the real Tim Reed. Luckily, I have a reasonably unique name. There is one other person with my name. Poor guy. He doesn't have much of a chance on the, on the internet. Uh, g'day to James if you're listening. Yeah, hello James. And uh, yeah, you want to get in there first, if possible. Maybe consider, uh, find out who has got your .com and see if you can get it from them. Hmm. If they're not famous, you might have a chance. Yeah, okay. Um, so th that's sort of answering the question, should every internet marketer have a blog? But what you're saying is, well, first of all, reserve your name as a .com and then do what? Sit on it or actually start to create content? really comes down to what, what are you trying to do. I, I think that most people should have a website on their own domain if, if they are planning to be an authority if they're planning to be somebody who would be speaking, if they would be producing ideas in a marketplace, if they, if they want to control their own persona, that the best place to do that from is their own .com site. Okay. Uh, and then what, what about having a blog around a particular topic? So if you were an internet marketer who specialised in um, a particular industry or a particular model, should you then have a blog around that? Definitely, and you would make it something you could sell one day because you're unlikely to sell your own name.com to anyone other than someone with your own name. Now, in your case, that's okay. I think you'd be able to get good money for a timreed.com site. Oh, that's very kind. Uh, however, do you want to buy one? I've got one. Do you? <laughs> well, if the price is right, okay. sure, because right, well. then you could buy it back from me after. Can we do a role play negotiation? Your name. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Put that picture of you with the donkey. Oh, and then stop it. <laughs> one donkey. <laughs> I know. That was, that was, uh, and it was late. So <laughs> yeah. the, the thing is, um, you know, that's a great example of why you don't want to let that get out of your control. You, you want to control your own space. So when, when people look for me online, my own website is going to come up first or second or both. And then you're going to start seeing sites like Facebook 
coming up with your own name on it. Mm -hmm. Th that's, that's the other thing. You really want to make sure you own all of the major social media places for your own name. So if I was doing a laundry list for uh, somebody who's perhaps, maybe they're a small business and they haven't really thought about it much, they should own either for their business or themselves or both YouTube, Facebook and their own .com and perhaps Twitter as sort of a, a baseline and LinkedIn would be another one to go and claim. And ideally exactly the same vanity URL for each? Ideally same the same, yes, consistent across the board. Okay. All right, good advice. Now, uh, my next question before we leap into the world of affiliate marketing um, is one, is something that I need to do pretty much immediately. I ran a two-day marketing workshop for small businesses um, late last year, um, and the, the video set is now ready. Now it is, uh, so I've, I've got a video of every single presentation unit that was made during those two days across a broad variety of online and offline subject matters for small business owners. Um, each, each presentation unit has the slides, full screen, me in the corner presenting, toggling between the two. Um, some really good quality information there. I am about to run another two-day course uh, in the coming three months. My question is... What should I do with that set of... Well, it's not, a it's not DVDs yet. They're just they're electronic files. What should I do with them to get maximum bang? You'll have to define maximum bang. Okay. Because it, it well, could be more of a case of what can you do with them. Let's talk about what, what could I do with them before yep. we worry about... It. Because it, by maximum bang, I mean, I can, I can put a high price on them, or, which I don't really want to do, I'd rather really get them out to as many people as possible. Right, so it comes back to the strategy. You know, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to make lots of money now? Are you trying to build trust and relationships that could harvest later on? Are you trying to get famous, market exposure, put a name for yourself? Are you trying to credentialise yourself as a published author? And you know, there's so many things you can do with the content. I'd, I'd like to get some decent penetration into the small business market and make a decent coin along the way. Okay, so in that case, there's a few things. Let's talk about some of the things you can do with that content. Firstly, is it evergreen content? And by evergreen, I mean, is it stuff that won't date quickly or is it time sensitive? It's evergreen. Okay, well, that's good. It gives you more options and it means that you can be more strategic about what you do. You could take... Well, firstly, I think you should multimedia them, and by that I mean have them all transcribed. That way, once you have the PDF version, you could actually create a, uh, you could actually publish them to Amazon. You could have them turn into a print book, if it's that good, with a little bit of editing. Uh, more likely, you could, at the minimum, set up a little website and turn those streaming videos into a membership area, which you could then either give away sell for a low price, sell for a medium price, or cut into time sequential modules and release them on a drip feed into a membership. Or you could put them onto a disc and, or discs and you could sell the discs. You could sell the electronic version online with a disc upsell. You could sell the discs with an electronic downsell. I knew where this was going. And... You could also use the disc as a giveaway. Perhaps you could give away the first three as a lead generator for people who want to come to a workshop. You say, look, 
uh, when you when you you know pay one you know pay shipping and I'll send these discs out to you for free, or you could say pay a dollar and I'll send these discs, or I will just send this disc out to you too for no charge, and then you pass that customer's details to your telesales operator who cold calls those people to get them to come along to your live event. So so many ways you can use that content. It's ridiculous. It is. And then when we're talking about using them for awareness and traffic, you should have them chopped up into little tiny pieces, sub 10 minute pieces, and put all over your branded YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. You could you could make lots and lots of videos out of a course of that of that uh, size, and just to completely cover the market. You could create a fan page for that product brand, the workshop name, and you could put those little YouTube videos up to your fan page every day for a month and just take over. So here comes that overwhelm word back again, because there is, I mean, those options are, there's no shortage. And my... Yeah, it's like where do you start? Because that well, becomes what uh, did we say in the overwhelm sec- session in the one of the previous podcasts? What was the answer? Now you're testing me. It is late at night. Um, you tell me. Start with one thing. Start yeah. Start with one thing. I think the most obvious thing would be to either put them onto a memory stick and sell the memory stick at a very reasonable price to build credit points with your clients or to put them as a streaming membership video yep. portal and just let people pay once and give them access to the whole lot. Mm. Off, off the existing, because the, the site that um, this workshop hung off was smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and do you, is it best to hang it off that or create a, a unique site where they live that you're linked to from Small Business Big Marketing? How much effort do you want to put into it? How much ownership do you want for it? What's your agreement with your partner? Yep. All of those are considerations. Yeah, okay. Okay. See, internet marketing is not as easy as everyone thinks. <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever said it's <laughs> no, easy. No, no, you haven't. <laughs> Many of us, including me, thought it was. Hey, um, good answers to good questions. Now, let's talk affiliate. Let's talk affiliate. We, when we sent out, um, when we sent out uh, requests for questions, we had a lot of uh, questions come back around affiliate marketing, um, which I will share over the course of this show. However, why don't you, um, why don't you define affiliate marketing? Because there's two sides to the affiliate coin. What are they? Well, one side is as a traffic strategy for you, and the other side is where. It's a income-producing strategy for someone who wants to pursue affiliate marketing. So let's say what it is. Affiliate marketing means you're a salesperson getting a commission. So in other words, you can sell somebody else's things and they will pay you commission. So you as the membership site owner with your course online, you could have affiliates who sell that for commission. So you've effectively outsourced a part of your marketing budget to an army of online affiliates who will go out and make referrals to your site and when somebody buys from your site, you will send them a commission. So that's how you do it as a traffic strategy. Now, of course, those affiliates are doing it for income. Their goal is to bring people to your site so that you will pay them commission if somebody buys. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're the two sides. What side are we going to talk about first? I think we're going to spend most of our time talking about 
how you would go out and sell other people's stuff for commission. Commission only salesperson. Commission only salesperson. And the reason we're going to cover that is it's just one of the easiest things you can do online. Yep. You can be in business within minutes. There's really no cost to entering into an affiliate program. And it's just a matter of how well you can target customers and drive traffic to the office. So there are a few elements involved with affiliate marketing. I guess we're probably going to cover a range of them. Yeah. But the most obvious ones are that I get asked are, how does one become an affiliate? You know, what, what's actually involved? It's simply a case of either identifying a target group of customers and then going and finding products or services that you can offer them, or find the products and services and then go and get the customers and bring them to that, that target product or service. And it could work either way. It doesn't really matter. And once you've identified the product or the service, you join their affiliate program. And they'll generally have terms and conditions which will say, uh, you know, you mustn't talk badly about our brand, you mustn't be a filthy, dirty spammer, and uh, email 10 million messages to people unsolicited, all that sort of stuff, all the obvious things. And, uh, you know, you must never rip us off or pretend that you've done orders but you haven't. That's sort of, you know, ethical and legal mm-hmm. requirements. A lot of the programs that people promote uh, are handled through a few major channels. One is you deal directly with the company that with the product or service you're selling. So that's like a direct affiliate program. The positives for that are that you can build a really good relationship and they'll quite often customize things just for you. Uh, like putting tracking codes so that you can see what traffic of yours is converting. The negative is you may not get paid because there's not really much leverage for you. Mm-hmm. The other type of affiliate channel would generally be dealing with an affiliate network. A big affiliate network is going to have multiple people with products and services that you can choose from and you're more likely to get paid. The downside is you have a lot more competition generally because so many people are attracted to it. They are, you know, they're always marketing to get new affiliates and you also have less customization available with the end user. And you have no control over things like refunds or, or whatever. Generally, the bigger networks, especially clickbank.com, will just refund without question if somebody asks for a refund. And you know, some people are aware of that policy and they exploit it to, its, to the full extent. The other thing is it's very hard to protect yourself from affiliate theft or affiliate hijacking. That's where you might send somebody to buy a product they realize that it is uh, through a particular network and they go and join up that network and then buy from themselves and yeah. chop you out of the loop. So you've done all the hard work, but you didn't get rewarded for it. Can we just go back to, you, you talked about the one-to-one affiliate where you find a good product and scroll down the bottom of the page and there's the opportunity to join their affiliate program. Where's the risk of not getting paid there? Well, the risk is you might sell their products yep. and they collect the money and they deliver the product, but they may not pay you as an affiliate. So it's an honesty system? Well, it's not just honesty. It could be that they're really crappy at running their business and they can't afford to pay you. I've had uh, companies that have literally gone out of business owing me money where I've driven so much traffic to them that they couldn't handle the orders. You put them out of business? I put them out of business. <laughs> 
Well, you know, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> so they weren't very good at running their business okay, because so they had no controls or no scalability in place. And, and um, like, to put this in perspective, they were used to getting, you know, a dozen orders a day. And I switched on my traffic campaign and I started making 85 sales a day of a physical product. And they literally couldn't produce it fast enough. And the customers complained, ended up refunding, so my commission went down the tube, and then they went bust. And what's that, what's that do for your list, too? Because you're the one... Uh, well, in that idea. case, I wasn't building a list, so I never had a relationship with the end customer. Okay. It's a good, good point, though. Yeah. Uh, I was using a technique called direct linking, and that was where I actually... I literally took the traffic, I bought the traffic, and pointed it straight to that affiliate program link, and the customer dealt directly with that company. I never got to meet the customer. How did you buy the traffic? Through Google AdWords? I bought it through about 27 different traffic channels. Okay. okay. You'd have to look at Traffic Grab to find out more, which is on our products page. Um, but I've become somewhat of a traffic specialist because what happens is when I find an offer that converts, which is one of the key points, if you can actually buy traffic for a dollar and earn $2 for that traffic, You'd buy it all the time. you want to go and get more traffic. Yep. So in some cases, you run out of traffic with, with a particular traffic source, so you've got to go and find more traffic sources. Well, Traffic Grab uh, will certainly address that. So, yeah, uh, you, you've got plenty of options there. Okay, so then we've got, that's the one-to-one. Then we go to these, these things like Commission Junction and um, ClickBank. Now, my limited experience with those two sites, particularly ClickBank, is that I go into them, and I've done a little bit of building sites around particular keywords, uh, and I've gone in there to find products that are relevant to sell on those sites, and I just cringe when I see the sales pages, and in fact, I've, I've had very limited sales success from them, because I look at those pages and I go, would I buy from them? Not in a million years. Um, they just, I, I find a lot of the sites that have come across, a lot of the product sites that have come across on ClickBank also seem very old, very dated. Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be a lot of, I don't know, what I'd call kind of modern or contemporary product there. Am I missing something? Yes. I think there's a few factors going on here. Okay. One is, it's not about you. You're way biased. Damn. You've got a career in design and advertising, so you're already completely ineligible to have an opinion about it. Secondly, uh, you know, you've got to make a value call here. Is the product that you're promoting something that you'd be happy for your wife or your grandma to go along and buy? Because if it's not, you shouldn't be promoting it anyway. So regardless of even if it's not perfect for you, is it perfect for the target audience? So that's really what what it's all about. And you know what? It'll come back to the same thing that drives Google and everything else, relevancy. So if that product on ClickBank, even if it's garish and screaming and, and whatever, is suited for the correct audience and you happen to be able to find that audience and it solves a problem for them and it's a genuine product and you feel good about it, then it doesn't really matter if you like it or not. If it works, it works. I will say, though, that I believe it's only my opinion, but many of those products are completely made-up um, fraud products that should not be on the market. So I, I, I actually, as it's a personal thing, my policy is I do not promote 
internet marketing or get rich products on the inter- on the Clickbank marketplace. I, I just don't do that for two reasons. One is uh, that most of them are not good products, mm-hmm. which is the main reason. And the second reason is that even if you were to find a good product, people in the internet marketing space are so savvy that they buy through their own link and then they refund it just to, to, just to double whammy the seller. The only person making money is the seller. Yeah, okay. And the other, you know, there's a third reason. The competition is unbelievable. And I'll give you an example. Some of the very top ClickBank products convert at, at under half a percent. So firstly, you have to drive a lot of traffic to make a sale. Secondly, you are competing with people who are taking out media buyers for $100,000 to test the offers that convert until they get the winning tests. And once they find the winning results, then they drive fifteen dollars to $25,000 a day's worth of traffic to those offers. So how are you going to compete to the, with that with your little Fiverr blog <laughs> that costs oh, yeah. five bucks? You know, it is not going to happen and you... you you know, your dreams will be shattered. <laughs> so, you, so anyone thinking of doing affiliate marketing at this point is going, well, I think I've got to look for another business model. So where's the upside for someone who just wants to come along and earn a few bucks from affiliate marketing? The upside is, just listen to, listen to my advice, is that the reason most people start selling get-rich products on ClickBank is that's how they got sucked in in the first place. And secondly, that is what most affiliate marketing training programs teach you on how to sell because it's so easy to become an affiliate there and, and something that everyone can relate to. Mm. You know, so I don't have anything personal against ClickBank. I even have products for sale on ClickBank, but they're not in the IM make money market. I'm best friends with a guy who's in the top 100 ClickBank sellers and affiliates. He's a super affiliate. And he's you know, got impeccable integrity, but he's got products outside the make money market. So the platform's fine. The, you know, there are people making a decent amount of commission from it, but I believe the majority of the screenshots that are out there of people's income are just purely faked. I mean, it takes one line of JavaScript code yeah, in the browser to change it to whatever number you want. Yep. So it's very disappointing. So if you do want to make money as an affiliate, my advice would be don't, don't promote make money products on ClickBank. I think you're going to get creamed. You're better to go direct to... Can I just say that stuff yep. I was promoting wasn't around making money. It, the two areas that I covered was teenage acne. Yep. Uh, and there was a lot of products out there on teenage Plenty. acne. Plenty. But um, still didn't find anything that... Well, they don't convert very well, some of them. Mm. And obviously, uh, you've probably still got a few things that need filling in with regards to the way you've, you've approached the affiliate. Correct. Yep. Uh, which is the other side. So even if you're doing quite well, you might not get better than 5% conversions. Yep. Uh, so I just had a look at some of my affiliate stats today and I could see that it's promoting, you know, converting at about 5%. And I've driven 10, 11,000 visits to this offer at 5% conversions and generated $22,000 in commission. So I'm making $2 per visit. So how much do I need to pay per visit to that website? Don't ask me to do math at Less this time of night. Please, do not answer. do that. <laughs> Correct. Less than $2. Yep. So if I can get traffic for less than $2, then I will make a profit. So the key to it is to find a program or a product or a service that is valuable, that actually does what it says, that, that pays you, 
on time and not only pays you on the first sale, there's many programs that will pay you on future sales and up sales and cross sales and recurring sales. There's a huge tip there. I would focus on finding recurring, recurring commission products to promote. And when you find those products and you do correct marketing around those products, then you can find that, that affiliate marketing is actually quite easy. All right. Now, listen, we've got one on, on our products page of freedomotion.com. You have got a product there which is 10 Steps to Accelerate Affiliate Sales, which is a free download. Yes. And I think it would be really interesting to just kind of touch on those steps now to give us a sense of what could be then. That's, we, we've covered the bad news in affiliate marketing. Yeah. And um, so what's the good news? If you, if well, you, you know, are we, don't go wanna, we don't want to ruin our reputation here. I've, I've, no, I've, that's right. Tell I've them how it is. outrageous claims already on this podcast series. <laughs> I've, I've um, talked about the the US gurus going off a little bit. Yep. I've talked <laughs> talked about which products you're very like, unlikely to make money from. Uh, so what what can you do well? Okay, the, the product you're referring to there is called Affiliate Accelerate, and what I did with that is, and by the way, it's free. So you know people shouldn't be shouldn't be shocked when they find out it's free. Uh, they should just celebrate that. What I did is I took one of my popular business models. There's, there's two main affiliate models that I like. Actually, there's, there's three. Should we cover the main three affiliate yeah. models and then we'll drill down? The first one is evergreen. That means we find products that will sell all day, every day, forever. And today, I got a, a commission from a company that sells a product that everyone I know has that they pay on a monthly or yearly subscription and they absolutely need in their business. Remember I opened that check? Mm -hmm. And that check more than paid for dinner. Mm -hmm. And that is just one of the many accounts I have for that particular company. So there's lots and lots of products out there that sell things that people need that, that just go on and on and on. And I'm talking about things like utilities um, and anything with a pain of disconnect. And I know we covered this before. Anything that it's an inconvenience if you don't have any more, such as website hosting. I mean, it's a very obvious one. People want their website up. They're going to continue to have their website up. Find a web hosting affiliate program that pays you every time the customer renews their hosting. That's very obvious. Okay, the second type of business model is the affiliate pounce model. And affiliate pounce is when we know there's something brand new hitting the market. Bright, shiny objects. Yep. What do people do when new products come out? They go into a frenzy. And that's because the, uh, the coordinated efforts of the boys club push the market and hype them up and bombard inboxes and take mind control in the market at that time and direct attention onto that product. So as affiliates, all we need to do is turn up, position ourselves right in the front of the market and make sure that people buy through our affiliate link. And I've had extreme examples of that where I've made up to, well, I've made six figures from one of those launches. So that, you know, that's, that's a pretty good result. How do you position yourself in front though? Well, you use a combination of strategies. Okay. I've got a whole product around that. Yep. About the affiliate pounce method. And I actually created the entire product. I've been using this method for five years. And the, I didn't publish the product. 
I decided not to publish the product mm -hmm. because I was making uh, five to ten thousand dollars per month with this strategy. I could see that a lot of people had parts of the puzzle. In fact, I trained most of the people who are using this strategy two years ago. Most of them got my very first product, which is not available for sale anymore. It was called Superfast Affiliate. And there was a handful of people that got that, and within a year, they came out with their own products. So I thought, I'm not going to keep refining and innovating that. I probably will release the product at some point. But it has a lot of data and results that I learned from, from doing it myself that were too valuable to sell. It really was one of those cases where I argued with myself, why would I actually teach someone this? So I didn't. <laughs> where most people say, say that on their sales letter, I nearly didn't teach you this. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't. <laughs> but in this case, I, have, I haven't released the product. Yeah. Um, it still works really well at making plenty of people money. The third model is an extension of that, if you like, it can work with the evergreen or the pounce, and it's called buy with bonus. And buy with bonus is very simple. It's, okay, here's the product I recommend, and here is my bonus if you buy it from me. So it's a point of difference between you and all the other people selling the product. Yes, because most people aren't going to offer a bonus. That's just too much effort. And it is that point. If you only have to be the horse to win the race by a nose, you have a bonus, no one else has a bonus, you will get the sale. If everyone else has a bonus but you have a better bonus, you'll get the sale. So the buy with bonus strategy is something I've been fine tuning for years as well. And that's what Affiliate Accelerate covers. I just took some of the key points on how you would set that up and I put it into some basic slides. And I'm talking very basic, did a little it's PDF. Great. It's just a short, quick intro to that model and it's got a little description of each step. So should we go through some of the steps? Absolutely we should. One of the steps is finding the offer, you know, finding what you actually want to sell and making sure there's demand for it and making sure that other people are selling something like that or have sold something like it or they're about to on, on the, uh, if it's a pounce. And then you check the sales page and make sure you trust it, you know. Is it screaming red? Does it have a phone number on it, which is deadly for an affiliate? If someone picks up the phone and calls and places the order, will you get credit for yes. it? You know, these are the things that we can't be sure about. So um, in some cases you will, I should point out, but we've just got to check. Or does, this, does the page ask for somebody's details and have a very low conversion? So you, you, know, you can't, be, can't be sending too much traffic to a page where you get no results. So you might want to might just have a look and check that the offer's good. Also, just do some research and see if they actually pay or if they've got a bad reputation. Or I like to go and see what consumers say. I've been offered to sell products and then I've gone and, and done some research and found that you know, they've been scamming people. So I'm like, hey, listen, thanks very much for the offer, but I'm not interested in promoting that product. Make a lot of sense as, the, as a potential affiliate to go and buy the product and have yeah. a good look at it. And, and in most cases it's possible, in not all cases. Yeah. And I gave a great example of that uh, in one of our previous yeah. podcasts. Yeah. It's, it's not possible to test everything, but these days, uh, for my best customer list, there's no way I'm going to recommend anything that I haven't tested myself. Like, I literally sit down and go through, and I did this yesterday, I went through an hour and a half's videos, uh, I got a whole membership, I went through an hour and a half worth of video to watch to make sure that the information was good and I found the information was not good and I would not promote the product. 
So I just sent a polite email back, thank you very much, it's not right for my customers. You know, if they bothered to ask me why it's not right, I'd say, well, you're teaching an outdated model that creates no value for customers and is ripping people off, in my mm -hmm. humble opinion. But I didn't, I just decided to, yeah. let's just, you know, we'll go quietly. Uh, so once you've found the thing, you join the affiliate program and you get your affiliate link. And that's simply just, just a link, it's like a website link and sometimes it has little tricky bits of code like TID equals 174 XY, it can be quite long and I recommend that you either uh, shorten the link using a shortener and people are welcome to use my shortener if they want but it's like tinyurl, uh, it's uh, lnx2.co, it's very short. And if you, if you want to go the whole hog, I actually go and buy a domain name dedicated just for that program. Okay. You know, so if, and how much are domain names? Nine or ten dollars? Yep. My goal is to make more than nine or ten dollars affiliate commission on that campaign. And if I can do that, it was worth buying a dedicated domain. So just domain. explain that. You're buying a dedicated domain name for this For, for this the product. affiliate link. Okay. That I will send traffic to. Okay, so give me an example of, we'll make one up. All right, like. so you've got your membership site, yep. you've got your training videos, yep. and you call it uh, Timbo's Training. Yep. And I go in and get my affiliate link, and it says Timbo's Training question mark equals 174576. I might go and register a domain that says smallbusinesstraining.com. Okay, and it redirects immediately to that. It redirects immediately to Timbo's Training. Yep. So I would now go, hey, uh, everyone found this fantastic training thing. I've watched the videos myself. Uh, I know the guy. He's, he's good. His information is helpful. He's got a lot of testimonials. And, uh, and I've got a link for you, to, you know, for you to go and check out his thing. By the way, if you do pick up the course, let me know. And I'd love to give you a free chapter from my up-and-coming membership site that I haven't released to the public yet. And I'd say, you know, click on blah, blah, blah. Now, it's important these days that in your email or on your website, you've got a little note that says, I might make commission if you click on links. If, if you're known as a super affiliate, people are going to know that it's an affiliate link. Mm -hmm. And uh, in most cases, you can put a disclosure. Some, sometimes you can't. Maybe Twitter or Facebook, you can't. So I actually, for a bit of a joke on my Twitter profile, I said, you know, any link on my page could make me money. <laughs> I got a, got a bit of feedback full, on that. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. And, you know, I'm up front. I, I am an affiliate. I recommend products, but I do it with integrity. Well, and they also, too. I mean, well, there shouldn't be anything wrong with it. And, you know, if you buy it direct or you buy it through the affiliate, you're not paying any more. That's I mean, right, and it should be obvious to people when you get a bonus. I actually say, if you buy it through me, I will get a commission, so I'd like to give you a bonus. Now, the only competition is really you, another affiliate, or the customer cheating you and trying to join it themselves, which does happen. But if you've got a good relationship, then, uh, then you know, they will have checks and balances in place. Especially if I start sending someone traffic, they're going to know about it because they're going to be taking order, a lot of orders like bang, 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 bang. And then they get some guys joined the affiliate program and bought it from himself. They're going to go, hang on a, hang on a second, Freddie. <laughs> and they'll decline the, the self-purchase. So buy with bonus... The idea is to go and register a domain name that looks a lot neater than the affiliate link that you're going to yep. get from the from the product people. Um, are you then you've then got to go and create a, a one-page site. That, you don't uh, have to. No. How how do they claim the bonus? Well, you just got to tell them how they claim the bonus. So we'll go to the next step. Okay. The next step is to make the bonus. 
so we, we know what we're promoting now. We're promoting Tim's training. So we've got to think, what's a good bonus for people who get that? And I like to think of something that's complementary to that product, something that will enhance it, magnify it, make it better, um, extend it, uh, the, the missing chapter, the cheat sheet notes. You know, I sat through all of Tim's workshop and it was awesome, but frankly, who's got time to sit through three days worth of videos? So I've gone and made notes and I've got it turned into a beautiful report that's just 17 pages long and it really cuts to the chase. And I want to give it to you when you get Tim's training. So what happens is sometimes the bonus is more valuable than the product mm -hmm. and that's okay because later we're going to sell that as its own product. Okay in many cases. Uh, that's exactly what I did. You'll know that your bonus is good when people email you and say, hey, I saw your offer. I don't really want Tim's training, but I'd love to buy <laughs> your Tim's cheat sheet notes. That's when you know you've got a good bonus. Yeah, okay. So um, what sort of things can you do? You can do PDFs, you can do coaching, you can do uh, giveaway websites, you can offer to create a video for them, you can, anything you can think of, it's, it's like there's no rules to this. And audio, uh, you can in, in give them a membership to something. It doesn't even have to be yours, you, like you could send them an iPod if you want. So I've seen all sorts of things. Um, the thing that I really don't like and I think is a, a big tarnish on the industry is cash rebates. That's just pointless. Mm. It's pointless rebating your affiliate commission to the customer because you're lowering the value of the product they're buying. You are creating a price-driven uh, market that is simply just removing the value from the market. You're not helping anyone. You're not helping anyone. And guess what sort of customer you attract? The worst deadbeat cheapskate. Mm. There's one thing I hate more than anything. It's... Deadbeat cheapskate? Deadbeat cheapskate price-oriented pain-in-the-ass customers. Hello to your deadbeat Hello to all of you. <laughs> to all of you out there. Yep, don't bother. I don't reckon they're listening to Freedom Motion. <laughs> I do not reckon they're out there for us. Well, they're not there for us because they appreciate value. Um, I, I'm talking about people who are always looking for that deal and the bargain. They'll always be poor, you know, generally, because they don't uh, recognise investment, the value of investment. So what I like to do is create a product that is actually really valuable and makes the experience better for them because it gives us two things. It gives us a qualified list of amazing buyers because we know, we know they've got money, they just bought something. We know what they bought so we actually know what they like and now our job is to out-relationship the person that actually sold them the product, mm -hmm. which is easy to do. We want to build a better relationship than the product they just bought. And I used to do this when I sold cars. I used to have a better relationship with people who didn't buy from me than the guy they bought the car from. So if you came in to buy a car from me and you ended up buying the wrong car because you know someone told you something wrong or whatever, I would actually follow you up still. And the person you bought the car from, you'd never hear from them. And next time you wanted to change cars, you'd come and have a look. So the next thing you want to do is to put up a website or start your campaign. If you're really serious about it, then you put up a website. And it could be on a third-party program. It could be, on a, could be a Blogger or a Weebly or a Squeedoo or a Hub page. Or it should be on your own domain, on your own website. That's the, that's the pro way to go. If you're going to do this seriously, set up a dedicated website just to deal with bonuses. And that, that's one of the ones I've done. I've done 
three different ones. I've done it where I announce it from my blog, I've done it where I have a dedicated buy with bonus website, and I've done it where I do a website for each product that I promote. Can, can I just stop you there? Because I, what, what I'm, the point I'm missing is that, let's say you've identified an, a product to sell, you're going to be an affiliate for them, and you've got a link where they take, you, you promote that link, but on clicking it, it goes through to the site, the affiliate site. Yep. Right? Yep. So they buy, the whole transaction happens through the owner of that site, not through you. Yep. So how are you capturing, I know how they're capturing the payment and they're going to pay you, but how on earth are you going to know when they've purchased and how are you going to get them their bonus? That's why we put up our website Okay. we so drive traffic to our website. Okay, so you have registered that unique domain and you have installed... Well, we know we're going to need two. Okay. One for the link... And one and for one the website. For the, one for the website, yep. yep. And the website is where we're going to do our messaging. It doesn't, you don't have to have a website. It's an optional step. I could just send an email. I could just send an email say, and, and say, hey, I recommend Timbo's training. And if you buy it, make sure you send me your receipt and I'll send you a bonus. Right. It's that simple. But that's what we'll put on our website. Yep. We'll say, you know, looking for Timbo's training... You know, don't buy it until you check this out. Timbo's training is great. Sat through the whole thing, took some notes. I felt there was probably a couple of things missing, but that's all right. I've got good experience in this, so I've knocked together a 50-page report on what probably should have been in the course but isn't. But when you buy it through me, you'll get it anyway. So here's what you do. Step one, click on the link below, which opens in a new window to buy Timbo's training. Step two, send your receipt to blah 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 it could be a gmail address it could be your support desk ideally it's your support desk and uh and then say look if you've got any issues you want to ask any questions uh use the support details here okay so it's actually quite a simple model yep it is and the the best thing is they're going to send you the receipt so now you say great um go here to get your product you know you're approved or you could actually punch in their details into an Aweber capture and that will send them the confirm and it'll say, confirm that you wish to receive the Timbo training bonus. You know, if you do, click on the link below to confirm. But Sam, what you're trying, what you are aiming to do is capture their details. Yes, I want to put them on a double opt-in customer yep. list. Yep. Now I have a list of people who own Timbo's training. Mm-hmm. They've paid you, how much, $200? And I've sent them a PDF bonus and now I have their details, and I know that they're a qualified buyer. Okay. And now, later on, I, I move them into my own products. And so next time I run a course, say, hey, I'm running a, a course, or I've just released a new ebook, or, or I've got a, a podcast about such and such. I know that you went to Timbo's training course, or you bought Timbo's training course. And uh, this is actually ideally suited to you. It's, it covers more or less the same things, except that it's now reformatted and with blah, 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 blah. So you just move the relationship on. So I built my whole affiliate business in the beginning by doing the buy with bonus market. And it started with one order and then two and then five and then ten. And I got it up to over 100 orders a month for one product. That was giving me $100 commission. I love the buy with bonus. It's I a great it. model yeah. because you are building a list of buyers and you don't have to do the sale, you don't have to do the sales copy, you don't have to do the uh, transaction, you don't have to have a merchant account, you don't have to have any of the stuff that you need as a product owner. 
and you still get the customer's details. Mm. And I still do the buy with bonus model today. It's still live and kicking. And for those listening, James, that are thinking, well, that's all very good. I might go and find an affiliate product that I'd love to sell. Uh, but getting the website up and getting that form registered and all that, how am I going to do that? Well, the answer is on our products page where there is the opportunity to get all that built for, I think it was $299. $299. And you can get a website up and running within about a day. Yep. Uh, all you need to do is pick a domain name. And I suggest if you want to pursue this business model, if, if you're listening to this thinking, oh my God, that is the business model for me, then go and select a nice buy with bonus type domain. That, that uh, it could be something like um, love this product or love this, love this uh, thing or highly recommended or whatever. Just pick a generic domain that you can use for your master site. Spend the 299 get a site up and start reviewing products. It's, it's really that simple. You create a page for how to claim your bonus, you know, buy through this, through the link on the offer page, send your claim to this email address, you know, it could be claims at uh, love this product. So just so I understand that, if you had hotlyrecommended.com, which I'm yep. sure is gone. Unlikely uh, it would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that is your your primary website where you are going to list more than any number of affiliate products that you want to sell can all be sold off there. Yeah, just create a new post per product or a new page per product. I'd actually do a new page per product and then I'd post about it and link to the page. And then you go and do all of your marketing, drive traffic to that page. Yep. Okay. And you build a whole website. There's, there's review sites out there doing six figures a month with this particular business model. And you could even do it without a bonus if you really want to just get started. Just start reviewing products and then add your bonus. So would your highly recommended um, website be around a particular theme? Yeah, or I'd go for an industry segment. Yeah, so you, yeah, so you okay. could, you, like a very lucrative one is actually internet marketing. Uh, there are other ones. You, you could be in, in um, finance type markets. You could be in, but ideally you go on, I mean the internet marketing market is rabid. There's, there's people who just buy like crazy. There's a product out every day. It's confusing. It's actually a good place to, to be a voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Sounds like freedom motion. It does sound like freedom motion. <laughs> and no, we don't have an affiliate program on freedom motion. No, we don't. No. So, next. Well, that's, that's actually it. You just drive traffic. Oh, okay. You have yeah, to, sit uh, back and, and drive traffic to it. Okay. Traffic grab. Traffic grab. That, that's going to give you all, all you need. And that's what my team do every day. We build affiliate websites and we put good content on them and we drive traffic to them. Okay. So there are your 10. Was that 10 steps for accelerating affiliate sales? Well, with the offer, the link, the bonus, the offer, the site, the claim, build a list, get traffic, uh, and then remarket to that customer. That's about nine. That's got to be pretty enough. good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, we did have some questions from listeners about affiliate marketing, so let's cover them off. And one of them was from Wayne Andrew, who came through the email, and he asks, how can you tell if an affiliate product is a good seller before you start to promote? Well, I like to just do some research. Sometimes you can't tell. Uh, the, the product that I made $22,000 commission for was brand new. 
but I knew it was going to be a good product because I was involved in the, um, the history of it. I had a relationship with the product seller for five years. I encouraged him to create the product and I soft launched it to my own customer base. And I knew that I could make the product successful because he, he makes good products. Everything he's done was of a high standard. So one of the indicators for me was previous work. Excellent. Previous products, excellent. But if you're so, starting out, how do, you, how do you, for someone who doesn't have that insight, how do you find out? I mean, f- the first thing you could do is obviously contact the owner of the product and well, say, look, I'm thinking of affiliating a product. Um, you're willing to give me a copy of it? And they might go, well, some might go, yes. Yeah, well, that's others. not really the question he's asking, though. He's not asking how do I get a free affiliate product. It's how do I tell if something's going to sell? No, no, he's not, no, he's not asking for free, but he, yeah, how, how's it going to sell? Well, well get your I, hands on the product. I don't know. Is he going to be able to make an opinion on it if he's brand new? There's no substitute for time in. You're going to have to put in some time in. Yep. But I like to you know, set up the Google alerts for your market, set up the product names in the market, go and look at the popular blogs in the market, get involved in a forum in the market, all of the things that are available for free on the traffic grab site. This, I teach market research and, uh, for free. So you really can't miss that. It shows you how to go and see what is actually selling and and how you can find out where the buzz is. But, but you know, it's, it, the exception of a new product is going to be when you're doing the pounces. But you have a look at what does the product creator put out before and how did that sell? And what, were the, what was the feedback? The, most, in most markets, there is a product reviews section. And in the internet marketing space, there are blogs like Internet Marketing News Watch where you can go and see what's happening in the market. There's JV Notify where people can go and see what launches are coming. And then there's places like the Warrior Forum, which, you know, an exercise with caution, there is a product review section. Go and have a look at the product review section and see are are people uh, complaining about the product or, you know, in the rare instance, people say this is the best product I've ever bought. If people are saying it's the best product they've ever bought and you've got all these people saying what's good about it, you've now got all the stuff you need to write your one-page review of the mm. product. Just say, uh, this is what's good about it, this is what's bad about it, this is why you should buy it from me, this is what I'm going to offer you if you do. Mm-hmm. It's actually, most people have done the work for you. They've, in most cases, the products are out there being sold. I mean, everyone that's out there selling hosting, autoresponders, software, they're just like the no-brainer things to sell if you want to get your feet wet uh, without too much risk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Mick Bean from he's one, he's the Fix It fella, and he says, "My question is this: I have a property maintenance business. I like the idea of selling as an affiliate. Should I be looking for products that relate to my business, like power tools and paint? Also, do I need a site developed specifically to sell as an affiliate, or can I plug something into any site to do this?" So we've pretty much covered the second well, part of that. Well, let's answer that. Okay. I think in his case. He could easily add pages to his existing business site uh, saying, um, the tools we use in our business. And he could literally say, you know, we like the Makita because it's blah, blah, blah. We, you know, we tried three of the others. They were rubbish. They burnt out in the first week. This one we've had for seven years or, you know, seven months. And, and uh, you know, we give it a pretty hard time and it's taken all the, the knocks. And if you want to get one like ours, click on this link. And he puts somewhere in his terms and conditions, you know, we may, we may make money if you click on links on our site. Well, 
that's, that's fine. Most people can cop that. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, he could definitely integrate it with what he is. He obviously knows about things. He knows what's good or bad. He's field testing it. He's in a perfect position to be an authority with integrity on those products. I would, if I wanted to buy a drill, I'd love to buy one from a tradesperson who actually uses it. Not some kid sitting, little pimply kid sitting in his dorm room trying to be an affiliate from a fake power tool site. My guess is things like drills and paint may not have affiliate programs They'll all have affiliate programs. Will they? Everything has an affiliate program. Really? You're telling me if I go to the Makita drill site, you reckon there'll be an affiliate program? If they sell them on Amazon, there'll be an affiliate program. All right. All right. If there's not an affiliate, is it worth contacting the manufacturer? Don't bother to go down that path. It's just too much hard work. But what you can do is you type in Makita drill affiliate. Affiliate. And see what comes up. And I reckon affiliate's one of the most misspelt words too, by the way. Is it? Two Fs, one L. I don't know how to spell it. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> you know, if, if there's nothing for sale, why not create a um, Makita Power Drill Guide? You know, in fact, if you were selling them as an affiliate, that would be a great thing. You know, 10 things every tradesman should know about um, drills that they don't teach you at technical college. At drill school. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Uh, Shay has come through on the email and she says a good question here this is a one that i must say does keep coming up in my mind i still can't understand how anyone can do affiliate marketing without a list how does one become a super affiliate and she uses the example uh, of hair dryers um, i won't go into detail but then she goes on to say so if i decided uh, to do affiliate marketing for hair dryers how do i go about it do you have to put a lot of work into it? <laughs> the answer is yes. The answer there be, is yes. There will be work. Yeah, there will We're be work. We're not going to candy wrap that one. No. Um, um, how do you do it? Let's go. Let's. There are a number of questions here, so maybe answer the first one. How do? You, how does one go about becoming a super affiliate without a list, or an affiliate without a list? Well, that's what I did. I started with nothing. I started with no customers at all. I put up a website and I put information about the product that I was recommending, and. People came to the site and bought from me, and then they got my bonus, and now I have a list. So you actually do it to build a list. You don't need a list to be an affiliate, but you can build a list being an affiliate. And if you use the buy with bonus method, you will build a list, and they'll be highly targeted. So just get the dryer, write about it, video it, YouTube the video, all the traffic strategies talked about in Traffic Grab. Um, make audios, submit, have an iTunes channel if you want. There's probably probably a market for professional hairdressers or work-at-home mums who want to do hair cutting as a second do job. Do a podcast. Yeah, exactly. So podcast, great way to get a list. It really what, is. You reckon? Absolutely. <laughs> well, that's right. You, do, you can always build a list from scratch. And you yep. can, I, I built a list of over 500 people since yesterday morning for a brand new product program that I'm doing that doesn't exist yet I've just got to create it between now and Friday yeah (laughs) okay um, it's actually easy once you've got a foot in the door building a list is really easy once you've got some momentum so you've got to get in motion to get momentum which means you've got to do something yep I am sort of related to this I interviewed a fellow Oh, about a year and a half ago on Small Business Big Marketing where he um, came up with the idea uh, for an iPhone app around women's hair, hairdos. It's a very basic app and it was basic. he didn't have a list. He knew nothing about hair. But the idea was if you keyed in your zip code in America, um, it would come back to you with the weather report 
outside your front door and how it was going to affect your hair that day. Uh, and the way he, and he didn't have a list of people to send it to. He, he actually he spent eight thousand dollars designing and developing the app, and he spent a thousand dollars promoting it on Facebook and built a list that way. Um, driving people back to the website and then through to buy the app and um, he just targeted he was very specific he targeted women in New York 18 to 35 year old women in New York who work in the media uh, through Facebook ads and he built a very very big list and when we interviewed it when we interviewed him a year and a half ago he'd already sold I think it was about 300,000 of these perhaps wow. yeah for a dollar 19 so um, you don't need a list. You just need to, as you, you say... You need to get going. You need to get going. Um, Shay goes on to say, um, do, you have to, do you have to know a product or service inside or out to be able to enable you to be an affiliate? Well, we've covered that. Or can you just select any product you like and sell it up? Covered that too, really, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that was it from Shay. They're, the, they're all the questions we have on affiliate marketing, James. Well, I think we've done a pretty good session on affiliate marketing, and enough for people to know if it's for them or not. Yeah. Some of the really attractive sides of affiliate marketing are that you don't have to set up everything, shopping carts, products, shipping, uh, all of that stuff's handled by whoever sells the thing. You, all you need to do is get people to go to the link that you get given. That's it. You can do it part-time. You can do it while you've still got a job. You don't have any customer service. You can do as much of it or as little of it as you want. So I found that to be one of the most uh, ideal models while I was running a busy job just to continue to add pages to my site, get more traffic, keep refining my offer and building that list until I turned into... Uh, I guess I went pro and turned into a product creator, which is probably another business thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover. cover that another time. Just on the point of if, if you do go down the track of creating a website around a particular affiliate product and you do start to build that list um, for people who have bought, it's then about, well, you've got a list, you've got an asset there. So it's then about, in a timely manner, going and finding another product that that list is going to exactly. want to sell. So You say, what comes next? What comes next? If I have this hairdryer, what else am I likely to buy? Probably looking at professional scissors and combs and stuff, I'm imagining. Uh, absolutely. And th- there's a, there is one other angle that I really want to highlight, and this was the epiphany for me. If you are out there promoting... Let's say I'm promoting Tim's course, and people buy through me. Well, there's probably a whole bunch of people who bought your course through somebody else. Now what I do is I turn around and turn my bonus product into a product in its own right, and my best customer is anyone who's bought Tim's course. Hang on, hang on. It is late at night, and I need you to explain that, because if it's an epiphany, it must be good, but I didn't didn't quite get the... Well, I'll I'll tell you what happened to me historically. This, This is fact. I was promoting an, a software item, and my bonus was how to use the software really well. And people was started approaching me saying, I already have the software, but I want your bonus. Can I buy it from you? So I started selling the bonus on its okay. own. And what I realized was, even though I could sell up to 100 of this particular software items a month, 
I realised from my order numbers, I actually went and looked at the sequence of order numbers, that there was roughly six or seven hundred of these being sold every month. So I realised the market of people who I could sell my bonus to was more than the market of people that were buying the software. So you pull out the bonus and give it its own... Give it its own domain. Its own life. Give it its own name and start yep. selling it. And the day that I started selling it from its own domain... I was bringing in over $1,000 a day. The day you started? So how did people know about it? Because the people there on your list had already bought the bonus and the product. Yeah, so I actually got its own domain and then, and then actually put it available on its, on its own, in its own right. I took it to market and away we went. And it was phenomenal. Right. And that happened to be a week that I was moving house. And, and the first few days we were making $1,000 a day and I, and I said to my wife, I reckon we could do this full time because that was about what my salary was, thousand bucks a day. And I said, you know, if, if we could do this on my week off, imagine what I could do if I had the rest of my life off this stupid job. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that 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 was the point of no return that week. That was that was the time that I actually thought I could do it. All right. Well, that's uh, that's affiliates. That's affiliate say. done. Affiliate marketing. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, James, that wraps up. What are we up? Episode eight of is that episode eight of the ocean? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that too. Uh, <laughs> lucky number eight for some. So uh, until next time, we'll see you then. We'll see you in the ocean. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. (laughs) 